everybody. Welcome to Royal York at Set Review. My name is Matt Teff, and I am here with Andrew Schwartz and William Merriman. Hey, don't use our full names. What do you think this is? You can use... Cut it out! You can use my first and last name. I don't know why Andrew. So paranoid considering he's used his full name on other podcasts. Yeah. Only on podcasts I like to be associated with. Uh, uh-huh. Not okay, create. For future reference, we will just call you Andrew S. No. Okay, A. Schwartz. Call me uh, A. Schwartz. <laughs> okay. That way no one will know my identity. Uh, so today we're talking about a uh, website called The Life of Riley, which is uh, written by a man named Andrew Goletz. And Glenn Greenberg, who I mistakenly called Glenn Greenwald last week on the uh, show. I was wondering if he had like, uh, a very flexible career. <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie Greenberg was based on him, right? And then he changed his name to Greenwald because uh-huh. he be associated with the Yeah. Movie. And they started writing for The Guardian. Yeah. Met Edward Snowden and the rest is history. Um, and uh, it's about the Spider-Man clone saga that ran from 1994 to the end of 1996. That's right. It was one crossover event between all the Spider-Man books that ran for over two years. How many titles did he have in total? Because I'm reading, when I'm reading it, it was bananas. There's like Web of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. Was Amazing Spider-Man in there too? Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man was in there. That was still the main book. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's all the like one-offs and side titles and what-ifs uh, and I remember Evolutionary War, but I think that was an event, wasn't it? Or was that Spider-Man specific? Uh, I don't remember how that one fits into it. It seemed all. like an event. Yeah, like I think the it, beginning. Yeah, probably it. It's it so confusing. Clone Saga. Yeah, yeah, it's so confusing. Like, like the thing starts out kind of simply enough, but. Before too long, it's it's already very confusing. Well, you have yeah, to have first stuff. You, then you got Ben Riley getting like, okay, I can get this. There's one clone. Then there's another clone they introduce. This uh, no name, and he just gets killed off very quickly. And you're like, okay, why do we have mm-hmm. here? Ugh. And then there's uh, Kane, who isn't revealed to be a clone till far, far down the line. Yes. Uh, then there's another clone where if you haven't finished the story, you might not have seen Spider Side yet. Who? Wait, what? I- yeah, there's another... Have you seen this one? I, I got to that point. Uh, he was like, what? He was designed to kill all the Spider-Man or something? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, and he could change his face into anybody. Oh, and so he right. just kind of became a, re- a retcon machine there for a minute. Where it was just like, oh no, by the way, that was Spider-Side. You know what been funny? If in Spider-Verse there was a Spider-Man universe where the clone saga was still going on to this day. Oh. And they would have like a 20th clone being introduced right now. <laughs> yeah, well, Bendis did uh, did his own version in the Ultimate Run, which I mean, it's got it still kind of adheres to what happened, but it's it's so much more compacted and a lot more fun. To, I didn't to like it in the Ultimate; it just felt like weird. I don't. It's, I'm not a big fan of clones in general. Yeah, it's it's still not my favorite. It's not going to be my favorite story in in any iteration of it. It's like I don't um, even want people paying lip service to it. Just ignore it. Let's just get all the Spider Man. Yeah, but the problem, too, though, with the Clone Saga is, of course, that it's basically dictated everything that's happened in Spider-Man since then, you know? Like, it's it's really sad. Like, part of it to me is that, like, 
So it's taking something that happened 20 years before in the Marvel comics with this two-part comic that involved a clone of Peter Parker that he thought he killed. And then they bring it back 20 years later and, and go, oh, by the way, like you're already starting off from a point of who the hell cares about this? It's like only the most uptight nerd would go like, do you know what happened in issue 2515 of Amazing Spider-Man 1974 issue two-parter? Yeah, exactly. But it was really telling to me when they were first discussing it in the writer's room where uh, I forget who the editor-in-chief was. The only thing they could come up with was that uh, Peter either leaving Mary Jane or her dying or mm-hmm. Harold May dying. Those are the th- three scenarios they could come up I, with. Clone Saga. That I have to that. say, I love this. This having this picture in my head of this like conference of Spider-Man writers that they had before starting out on this whole endeavor, oh. where like everyone has oh. to like, you know, you're you're putting your ideas out there and hoping they get you know accepted or or hopefully not rejected. And it's just it's so weird to me how much like by committee and how like non uh, how how much of like rejection of any sort of monetary theory in this whole enterprise is it's all just everyone trying to write something at once and it's not really sticking to one real theme just nuts <laughs> yeah. oh my well, god and look at the like i mean and i was looking at the names of like the people who all worked on it and i mean the, uh, the two that stick out are are jm Matisse oh, yeah. because he's the best and and then tom defalco who was the editor of the at the time when they first started the Clone Saga, and he's written almost as much Spider-Man as anybody else, if not more. And and all the rest of them are just, you know, nobodies. Like, I was looking at, at, at what a lot of them have done, and it's just like, they... Spider-Man was their big thing, and then, you know, they went and they wrote, like, a couple other books, and now it's like, I mean, even Glenn Greenberg, the guy who was, like, commenting on this, I was looking at his Wikipedia page, and it was two paragraphs and ended with he's currently working on his first screenplay <laughs> oh so if that's, that's he's been working on his first screenplay for 20 years since the clone saga began <laughs> and actually he wrote the best in my opinion the best thing in the entire series which is the osborne chronicles which is just like the attempt at the very end to bring all of these stupid loose threads together into something that actually like coheres into what the hell was going on um, is this um I was just, did were you yeah. did you experience the clone saga from like beginning to end when it was actually being published? No, I have a I like my story with that is that I kind of started reading Spider-Man books in the middle of the clone saga. Oh, and the best place to start. Oh, the absolute best place to start. And so I uh I kind of didn't get into the spider books for a while because of that. Like it just was just a fatal turn off to me at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I, I didn't catch back up with the Clone Saga until I was like reading. I got lucky from- when getting into Spider Man. I got right into him right around the first movie, and I was so jazzed sure. up about the first movie. I got all the Spider Man Essential books, like Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. Mm-hmm. The only thing about that that sucked is there's no color in it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's all just line drawings, and it's still. Wonderful and beautiful, yeah. But it's all about life. It needs that color to pop, yeah. But so great. Yeah. I was like very excited, still reading. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, those essential books always kind of fool me because it's just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to. Oh, it's not as 
It's not as pretty. I just got my Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus 1, this Lee Ditko run, and I cannot wait to reread that whole run again. Yeah. Glorious. It's beautiful. I, it's, yeah. I have uh, really not read any Spider-Man. I have a couple, I've read a couple of issues like from kind of the mid-Clone Wars era, and I've read a couple of like the original um, Stanley and uh, Steve Ditko books, but mostly sure. my experiences have been you know throughout the uh, television and uh, cinematic adaptations. Um, well, I really want to read the the continuing ones with Lee and uh, John Ramada, and then I want to read yeah. uh, the Roger Stern books. They all sound great. Yeah, I mean, I've read a little bit of the the Ramada stuff after Ditko left, and that's kind of, I mean, that's the Spider-Man that we kind of associate with Spider-Man today. Like, the Ditko Spider-Mans yeah, are Ditko Spider-Man's so... an asshole, and he's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, but that art is just the most gorgeous It thing. is. The best part is, like, the beginning of it, where he doesn't really give a shit about saving people. He's like, I just need to make money. Money, money, money. <laughs> like, when he tries to go for Fantastic Four, and, like, we're non-profit. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck off. Get out of here. Yeah. I think that was actually one of... I think that might have been the first it Spider-Man story no I ever read. Yeah. But I, that was like the first one I ever got my hands on, too. It was like a reprint of it. Just because yeah, I was yeah, like, I, I got need to have this. Toy, and I read it. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what when he gets that check and he can't cash it. Because like, okay, where's your ID that says you're Spider-Man? He's like, look, I can do these webs. Like, we need a government issue ID to the man named Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's what's so funny about like the whole bring you back to the clone saga thing is like, all, we need to get back to what Spider-Man originally was, and it's like, uh, I don't know if there was ever like the golden age of Spider-Man so much as just like a nice slow progression of good storytelling up until the clone saga, basically. Well, in the the beginning entries of uh, this blog, they talk about how like in the eighties, Spider-Man had gotten kind of like grim and and not well, so well it was grim. mcfarland stuff wasn't yeah it? With yeah the, the mcfarland stuff. stuff and this was oh, their yeah. attempt at like an elaborate way to bring him back down to basics and of course it ended up being the exact well, the idea was to bring make ben riley the star for like what a year or two there's different times it was supposed to be peter parker was supposed to go away for good and then other times it was supposed to be Ben Riley was only supposed to be there for a couple of weeks. I was very confused to the people who thought it was a great idea that Peter Parker would go away for good and he's a clone. The end. Like, yeah. The, the person they've been reading for, like, uh, what was it, since 1974 or 1976, <laughs> that's been a clone the whole time. Whoops. Well, and, and, like, and then what they ended up doing kind of was even more ridiculous by bringing Norman Osborn back who'd been dead for longer than than this spider clone thing had been going on and like was one of those recognizable deaths in comics and everything and it just it's like all of a sudden all basically every spider-man story from the time that like osborne died and like whatever spider like amazing spider-man 120 or whatever it was um to that point you have to go back and be like so where the hell was normal this entire time but I think this this illustrates my problems with comic book continuity, where it's really mm-hmm. difficult for me to become invested and feel like there are stakes involved when people are able to be killed off and brought back all the time. It's like in the early. It seems like in the early part of this clone saga, they killed off Doctor Octopus, and which is mm-hmm. horrifying. I read that I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? I think I said that <laughs> to you, Matt. When I read that, I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? I knew. 
He gets killed off. I just didn't know how. It was that. so dumb. Uh, oh, and then yeah. there's Lady Octopus who takes after him a few years later after that, right? Uh, yeah, she ties into the Clone Saga and other Jesus. characters they introduce for the Clone Saga, and she's the daughter of one of them, and it's it's the 90s comic books. It's all extreme. <laughs> Wait, is she the daughter of a clone? No, she's the daughter of Ben Riley's best oh. friend. What? Who, yeah, Ben Riley has this friend who's kind of like an important character in the Clone Saga, who... Jesus. Yeah. It... It's so complicated. It's so... Oh, it's so convoluted. This is like the worst example of events in comics. Yeah. When it's nothing's planned out. It's just <laughs> point A to point B. And the problem here is they lost point B and they have no idea how to get to point Z. Well, and people just kept getting fired or quitting too. Oh. Like that's what's all it's so funny. They went through three different editors in, in the period when they were doing this clone saga. So they had three different voices controlling it at well, different times. Well, I felt really bad for the second editor who came in like in the middle of it. He's like, oh, no, this is all terrible, but I can't stop this because the whole writing room is already behind this. That's basically what it is. And then he he didn't want uh, he didn't want them to bring back Norman and they were going to make it. Harry Osborn was going to be actually be the one behind it because his death wasn't so iconic. And there was a whole bunch of reasons why they wanted it to be Harry. They wrote it. They started setting it up like it was Harry. Then that guy got fired and the new editor came in and said, no, it's got to be Norman. Jesus so they'd already set it up for Harry, and they had to explain why it wasn't Harry. And this basically sets up for, uh, is it JMS who wrote Norman Osborn's uh, fucking Gwen Stacy? <laughs> is oh. it JMS? I forget who it was. I, I think it think was. so. That I want to say so. One, I read that on a story time once, and it's one of the worst things ever written. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I wanted to say, if, if uh, you're looking to get into the spider books, let me just recommend uh, One More Day. It's, I, I believe, <laughs> oh, the pinnacle. Oh, yeah, everyone loves that one, right? Has it been oh, yeah, straight shit Spider-Man books for the last 20 years now when I think about it? Uh, but it's like there's, I mean, Ben is really, you got, you got Bendis on Ultimate. And, like, you might not like everything he does, and I, Lord knows I don't agree with all of Bendis' choices, but... At least, like, he's telling some fun, consistent stories. Well, it seems like people kind Ultimates. of like Ultimate, the, the Bendis Ultimate Oh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Ultimate. Not the yeah, main line. I wasn't talking sorry. about Ultimate. Oh, yeah. No, that's Ultimate what I'm saying. Spider the main line. Uh, yeah. The main line's lost it. The main line. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Adventures Spider-Man, that was pretty good. I don't remember that one. Oh, it's really good. The Marvel Adventures line is really funny. And really fun huh. books. He has a I mean, girlfriend that who's pretty awesome. Chet or something like that. A Hispanic lass. Well, I think it's interesting because now they actually do have characters who you could say are as beloved as Parker. I mean, they just started that Spider-Gwen book and people seem to really love that. Yeah, Spider-Gwen's you know? pretty cool. Yeah, we've got Miles Morales, who I think everybody's wants more Miles Morales. Oh, Miles is cool. Yeah, you know, and so it's it's funny that like they tried to do this all with Ben Riley and it's just like they finally actually succeeded in it well, 20 years ago. Well, you said something before I wanted to touch on again. Where you say it's hard to follow comic books with the comics continuity kind of makes everything worthless. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think that's true, but you also have to read books by the writer. That's how I read main comic books. Sure. sure. Like uh, New X-Men, read it because Grant Morrison. You got Astonishing X-Men, which is great. Josh Whedon. Uh, sure. Runaways, just read the, the BKV stuff, maybe some of the Josh Weed stuff, ignore everything else. Uh, you know, Daredevil, yeah. read pretty much everything but Daredevil. 
pretty awesome. Yeah. I think Daredevil. Mark Mark Wade Birthright. Yeah, oh, Superman yes. story. Great. And there's all sorts of yeah. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Great. Awesome. Um, yeah, and the other thing that like my actual just like favorite part about reading this was the realization that they had wanted to end the clone saga with Peter Parker and Mary Jane getting a divorce. <laughs> it's it's but basically it's all just set up to get him to get away from Mary Jane. Yep. Uh, it only took him ten more years to, to have that come to a conclusion. Quesadilla had it finally had his revenge. <laughs> He's yeah. been a pretty good head, aside from that horrible decision, I guess. Yeah, he really kind of just... He really was just, like, the only person set on that. Yeah. It's just weird. It's, uh, I was going to one, one little part from this that I enjoyed was um, when they have, uh, uh, apparently, like, John Ostrander would end every meeting saying, like, oh, this story is good, but where's the lizard? Oh no! Was it him? I thought it was someone else saying no, that. No, it was him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just seemed like he was uh, fixated on this, and uh, then they like wrote a story about the lizard, and later it was retconned, and the Glenn uh, Green. Yeah, guy and Glenn's like, "Thank God for that." Great yeah. joy in that particular retcon. That was so yeah. weird. John Ostrow was obsessed with yeah. the lizard. I don't wonder why. I, yeah. Who knows? They do bring in the lizard again later too in the clone saga because yeah. Kurt Connors comes in as the doctor and they do a whole yeah, that's what they're talking about too, is like this like second lizard who No. No and, and it's just like that was the during the period, the worst period of the clone saga, I think, where they had basically they wanted to end it and then everybody at Marvel came in and said, Oh wait, no, we've got this big X Men event coming up in April. Can you wait till December to finish Oof. your story? What big X Men event was that? Age of Apocalypse, maybe? Oh, Age of Apocalypse was before. I'm trying to remember. Um, what happened after? Um, it's so many X Men events at this point; they all just bleed together. At this point. Uh, can you guys hold on? I gotta let someone in. Sure. What a fucking nerd! <laughs> Jesus Christ, X Men has the worst events too. Oh God. And they always end up the same thing. The status quo comes back eventually. Yeah. Professor X comes back for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that now. Secret with Secret Wars seemingly resetting everything now that like, they've uh, killed Wolverine and Xavier. It seems like, hey, great. Now we can bring bring those guys back. And Fantastic Four won't, though. Oh, Fantastic Four no more. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Uh, I oh. need to read um, Hickman's run. I really want to read Hickman's run. I only have the first volume. Oh God, I love. Uh, I I really do love Hickman. Like um, he's he's so smart. Like in the way he oh, writes, the project he, is amazing. That book is yeah, hilarious. Did you read Pax Romana? Is that the no? It's a. I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's reach out out it reaches past its grasp you know like it, it, it tries to do way too much in its like little multiversity yeah it's kind of got i mean it really is super complex and it's just a lot of text but it's just like he has such big ideas like as far as just and it's just like so much fun to like read like these crazy big ideas that he has <coughs> i really want to read multiversity i only read one issue but i'm waiting to get the du- ducks edition of it so i can read the whole sure. thing I hear it's nuts. 
Oh man, I read one. It was crazy. It's the one where the comic like, don't read this comic, you will die, and it's insane. I have no idea what's going on. Did you uh, read the uh, Rage of Ultron? No, it looked like fucking garbage. (laughs) Did you hear about how it ended? No, what happened? Uh, Ultron and Hank Pym merged together. No! So So Hank Pym is dead. Ultron has a human heart, and he took off into outer space to... No! uh, Yeah. The, oh god so I was wondering why people were saying Hank Pym was dead yeah god damn it yeah but I mean again Secret Wars is coming in like a month so Hank Pym will be back alive well, I'll be in... taking out continuity at this point and no one cares about Hank Pym anymore uh, I care about Hank Pym I, mean, I care about Hank Pym too but no one else does Marvel doesn't they don't want him in he nerds talking no. about oh uh, Hank Pym died yeah. he got hit run over by a car <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were we yeah, does anyone Spider-Man. remember where we left off? <laughs> we're bitching about Spider-Man. Uh, um, well, Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Woman, too many. Yeah. No, I think the best thing that came out of the Clone Saga by far is Spider-Girl, the Mayday oh, Parker Oh, Spider-Girl's stuff. amazing. I read all yeah. that. It's fantastic. Yeah, so that comes straight out of this. It's like, you know, you get a few nice things. Like, you can even trace, like, the ultimate line kind of getting a start from them just being like, what the hell did we do with our continuity? Like, It's like, we just we start kicks our whole new universe. It's basically yeah. it. I don't know why DC did New 52. Everything was going pretty well in the comic books up to that point. They had a good run in the area. Yeah. There wasn't too much going around that was fucked up. Yeah, it was all marketing. Yeah. It was that's <laughs> And uh, sales didn't sales go down eventually? Oh yeah, from down where they used to be. Oh yeah, like I remember going into my comic store right when the new Fifty Two first hit, and the guy being like, "Oh yeah, no, like you got it, like they're going so fast." And then like two months later, they just well, that's why ha- it's the big problem with that idea was you start whole new line and always, always, and the sales don't stabilize after like five issues, you're fucked. Yeah, and. Well, most comics, new comics don't stay afloat. And no. you fucked up everything. No. Well, at this point, the comics are just there to be advertisements for the movies. Yeah. You know? And DC's comics are terrible now, too. I mean, uh, Wonder Woman's dead, 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 dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you read Fitch's Wonder Woman? No. It is horseshit. And the yeah. art is horseshit. And I'm very angry. My precious Azrael Wonder Woman is dead. Oh, I love the Azrael Wonder Woman. It's wonderful. I can't and like more Morrison's Batman and Superman, of course. Like those yeah. Men of Steel, I thought was like that first run for New Fifty Two. Like to me, that made the New Fifty Two almost worth it. Was to have that like beautiful Man of Steel book like in front of me or Men of Steel. I'm sorry, I don't want to confuse that. I want to read All Star. I mean, not All Star Superman. Uh, I I love All Star Superman. It's one of my favorite comic books of all time. Probably my favorite. Uh. I really want to read All Star Western. Oh, Jimmy I have Palmetto is an amazing writer. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Have you read uh, Power Girl? No, 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 no. The Palmetto Gray Connor run. Mm-mm. It is super fun and super hilarious. I highly recommend it. Well, do we want to uh, get to the questions before we no, get to too much into? No, talk about. Let's get back to the clone saga. All we're doing, I thought, we're doing though is is just uh, have you read this book? <laughs> this is very enjoyable. I like this. This is a good conversation. I'm all right, I'm well, gonna be lost because I didn't read all of it. But I'm getting pretty good. Conversation. 
well, we, I, we could also talk about the uh, the Star Wars trailer and the Batman trailer <laughs> that have happened in the last 24 hours. This is going to be the most lackadaisical <laughs> podcast we've done yet. I think this is the fun conversation one. Yeah, well, we in fairness... We 30 minutes to where he has to do his, whatever he has to do. Yeah, in fairness, we're reviewing a website, an old website that nobody knows about. So well, Hopefully uh, we can bring well, it to your attention uh, through the vast cultural reach of our podcast. Well, Star Wars, that was awesome. Yeah. Batman. Batman. I didn't see Batman yet. Batman was the opposite of awesome to me. I figured, because it looked like garbage. Yeah. There was Lex Luthor in it. There was a little bit of Jesse Eisenberg's voice in it. Nothing. Well, I wouldn't expect it to be... The voice is going to be really much. It's going to be what he's doing for his performance. It's hard to tell what he's doing. I feel like that could be interesting. Like, I don't know. Probably, I, I would just imagine him being a social network persona, which I'm really interested in. Yeah. It was, was the trailer. Yeah, the trailer's like 90% just Alfred. Like just So it's Jeremy Irons. So <laughs> at least it's got Jerry <laughs> Irons doing voiceover. But it's uh, it's just, it's so weak. It's just, I, I have what no... What was the David Cornerberg Jeremy Irons movie called? Uh, Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers, great mm. movie. Not not a comic book movie. Uh, no, uh, what unlike it, what's his brother's name? The brother's name? Oh, uh, Beverly. I was, I, you know why I want to do Beverly right and something. I was to say Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> He's just running around, walking around his room, uh, looking for his brother. Yeah, that's, it's like the saddest scene ever. I mean, that, that is a messed up movie, but I mean, per- it's a great per- fucking movie. <laughs> Have you seen Matt? No, I have not. <laughs> it's really yeah, I, great. It's one of my favorite Cronenberg. It's probably my favorite, actually. Yeah, it's really good. Give me some Cronenberg. What's the Cronenberg Spider-Man movie, actually? That'd be kind of fun. That would be super great. Yeah. Yeah, but it'd be like the Ditko Spider-Man. Like, he'd just be all... Like, he'd really make him look like a spider, you know? Well, I don't know. He, I mean, the, the Fly, that was kind of a dry run for a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. He there was just before he became Spider-Man. Uh, cheated Davis Blue's head off because <laughs> right after he turns into Fly, he magically just transforms back into hot Jeff Goldblum. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Oh, the Fly is such a gross, beautiful movie. Yeah, it really is. I think you could call most of David Cronenberg's movies gross, beautiful gross. movies. Yeah. I stumbled across that. That's one of those cable movies, too young, at like 12 o'clock at night, accidentally just catching the end, very, very end of the movie. I remember catching that. I think it was like on broadcast TV. It was on like Dialing for Dollars or something. And I was really young, and he was like, his skin was all fucked up, and he was vomiting. I was like, ugh. It's such a great movie to run across. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you're just home on a Saturday afternoon, you got nothing to do, scratching your balls on the sofa, have a nice big old uh, 420 smoke on your doobie, and then all of a sudden you see Jeff Goldblum uh, shattering someone's hand, and the bone pops out of their wrist. And you're like, yeah. ours is elbow. Elbow, I think it was. Yes, elbow. And then you're like, yeah, 420 time, fly. <laughs> I don't know how you would watch that movie with, like, commercial breaks in it. How do you like, like edit it at all? How would it look like yeah. it ended? It's pretty much unwatchable on network TV. Like, 
like that'd be like putting like something like into the void on network TV. It's just like every time you're putting a commercial break in there, I I'm using that as a chance to stop watching this movie. Like, <laughs> like Reckoning for your dream. Like there's gonna be Christmas break. It's like okay, I'm done. I had enough punishment. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Guys, I need. What is the worst movie you've seen of all time? Yeah, the worst movie you've seen of all time. Um. That's a big question. All right, too late. Yeah. Let's move on to questions. <laughs> hey, listeners. If you want to contact us at On Your Market Set Review, you can find us at onyourmarketsetreview.wordpress.com, email us at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our Facebook page, interact with your favorite contestants, and give us the most scathing claims that we truly deserve. You can also find us on iTunes. Now, to the show yeah um do you guys want to recommend first oh um yeah of course i have such sweet ass recommendations but you know what i think i'll let will go first because he's got this hand in the uh well why don't you say whatever you need to say when you want to say it don't let me stop you i'm just not looking up anything topic I am going to recommend uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable Bruce Willis. A comic, a stealth Oh comic my god, Bull, you stole my recommendation. Oh Huge no. You monster. Now I'm going to have to take like a minute or two to look at my movie up. <laughs> In the meantime, why don't you debate uh, Matt on uh, Daredevil. Unbreakable. Go ahead. Uh, on, I haven't finished it, so if you get anywhere past episode nine, uh, spoiler. Uh, yeah, Kingpin dies. I, I think I'm up to like episode eight. So technically, yeah, okay. I could spoil you, good. and then Andrew could spoil us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't finished I'm it quite... yet? Nope. Oh, I finished it. It's great. Well. I'm glad I didn't say the thing that happens at the end of episode five. Well, it was really funny when he gets run over by the car. He's like, yeah. oh, looks like that car dared me to see the devil. Now, who gets run over by a car? They all do. No, this is the kingpin. And then the twist was Matt was driving the car the whole time. And then he's had sight the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he. The last, but, the last shot of the show is him looking at the camera. And he tilts his glasses down, and he winks at it. And he's like a little wink, and he goes, "Time to go to uh, Miami. Party on, dudes!" Oh, okay. I know what movie I want to recommend now. I mean, I knew it, but I mean, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I want to recommend Perfume: The Story of a Murderer, a movie I wanted to see for a very long As time. Have I? I finally had the opportunity to. Hmm. Interesting. I I know nothing about said movie, so go ahead. I have no comment, Matt. All right, the questions of old. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, all right, all right. Quest- Matthew McConaughey, question- <laughs> Thanks for pointing that one out. Hey, all space right. travel. When I go into space, all the girls stay the same age, <laughs> and I get older. <laughs> I stay the same age. <laughs> I, I, I just kind of look at it and cry for a little while. So, as far as questions about the Clone Saga go, 
Let's see. Number one. <laughs> How many loose ends did they leave at the end of the Clone Saga? Okay. This is a multiple choice. One. Five. Who the hell knows? Is that or, well, or hold on. Wait for all answers, please. Oh D. Well, at least they never succeeded in ending Peter and MJ's marriage. Want to go ahead question. and I uh, I want to I don't know how you quantify this, but I want to guess that someone has oddly enough taken the time to figure out every uh, unsolved loose end conceivable end. So I want to guess five. <laughs> you know what? I like to play dirty. I'm going to go with a one. No, I, I didn't bother looking it up because who the <laughs> hell knows? Oh, you fuck. <laughs> So many loose ends. Come on. No, I think it's just one. <laughs> I mean, when you read the whole thing, it makes sense. It's just, it's just one that they continued the spider books after this. Yeah, and yeah. They it just... ended with the end of the Clint saga, and Peter goes, all right, the end. Yeah. The weeks of the camera like... trying to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, question number two. Say I put a gun to your head. Which would you rather oh, do? Wait, wait. Why do you have a gun to my head? I really want an answer to the next question. And I'm a psychopath. So you put in a gun against Andrew's okay? head. I would just say, yeah. go ahead, pull the trigger. <laughs> Is that the right answer? Sadly, yes. <laughs> um, but no, so... We'll get the point? We'll, we'll, we'll can have the point for that one, yeah. <laughs> Seeing as how I, I screwed you guys over in, on not looking up how many plot twists the... Uh, well, it actually yeah, you should at least give Andrew a point for getting murdered. <laughs> Alright, you both have... Okay, you both have points, which basically means you have zero points again. We're just like Chris Hardwick's over here. we just yep. getting points left and right. Yep, yep. So, uh, which would you rather do? Explain the plot of the Clone Saga, or try to explain Cable's original backstory in the X-Force books? <laughs> oh, fuck, no. <laughs> Um, if well, I think whoever answers each other, like, well, which one? Are, which one are you gonna go with? Uh, well, I, I'd say after reading a good chunk of this, I probably have more awareness of the Clone Saga. I do know that Cable, I think, was born in the future, to like. No, 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 no. Okay, you take that. I'll take the other one. And why don't we explain what we think happens in either one? <laughs> And then Matt decides which one's the best explanation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. There we go. Uh, Alright, well, go ahead. Uh, which one should I take? Clone Saga. Oh, uh... Oh, I, I know more about... I think I know Cable. Oh, uh, I mean, the Clone Saga. Uh, it starts uh, with one clone who they decide to bring back 20 years later. And uh, that clone uh, was created alongside a bunch of other clones. And by a guy who himself was a clone or something like that. And then Will sounds drunk right now. <laughs> then some other Do you blame him? <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> I think that's about as far as I can get. Uh, okay. Okay, let me go. Uh Cable was born to Miss Oh Jean Grey <laughs> and Mr. Oh my god, how did I forget his name? <laughs> I, I think I know. Uh, 
Cyclops, <laughs> aka Dan McCoy, uh, <laughs> in the future where Apocalypse ruled the world, and then he's an alternate timeline. Then he comes to our timeline to fix the timeline from ever getting to that point. Then for some reason he fixes it, and he's still in our timeline. No one knows why. He also has cancer, I think. I don't remember why. And then he teams up with Deadpool, and they have shenanigans. He runs an island in the sky that gets exploded, and Deadpool becomes his buddy. Well, bud enemy. And they get into shenanigans, and it's pretty funny. Read Deadpool and Cable. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I gotta give that one to Andy there. Uh, Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. Anybody who can can even get that far into Cable without wanting to go cross-eyed is, is, well, is, I didn't, gets a point. I didn't explain the finer details, which I am sure yeah. there are numerous finer details. Yeah, that. well, and I'm sure that everyone out in podcast land loves hearing the finer details. I didn't even mention his psychedelic powers. <laughs> we'll go with psych- psychedelic powers. Yeah, he's psychedelic, too. He, he just laces everybody with drugs. He has, like, a flashlight inside of his head, right? That's why his eye is always He's a flashlight eyeball, yeah. Yeah. He's really cool. Uh, before we get to the next question, though, Will did say something in his uh, answer that I forgot to touch on, which is... So, yeah, so the original clone story happened 20 years before the clone saga, but in Marvel continuity, of course, it only happened five years before. That's wonderful. Like, at, and that's what I love about Marvel continuity is everything that happened in the past always just happened five years in the past. I think the closest one that's done that is DC-wise is Batman Morrison, which is basically everything that's happened happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Go read the Black Dossier. Is it the Black Dossier? Or am I thinking of the Grand Morrison? Or am I thinking of Alan Moore uh, Black Dossier mm. from the League of Gentlemen? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, don't read up to a certain point. <laughs> I've, I've, I've run into some problems with some of the later League, league books. Yeah. Um, I think it mostly is that they're not good. Though, for Batman. No, the Black Case book. That's it. Okay. That's awesome. That's Batman. That's great. All right. So let's, we will move on to question number three. So uh, Ben Riley is now been gone from comic books for almost 20 years so can we officially just change the saying to no one stays dead in comics unless your name is ben because uh, i mean think fantastic four is ending soon too we're not gonna have ben grimm around sure but is he going to well technically he's not dead yeah. he just missed he was never born <laughs> uh uncle ben came back in spider-verse technically <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Was that how did they ever actually end up explaining that? I think that was one where I just kind of went. Well, fuck off. They're Scott. you're just doing things now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought There's it was. Spider May, Spider Ant May. Yeah, Spider May. I saw. I know about Spider May. Ah, Jesus. That's that's almost as bad as that Ant May solo movie they wanted to do. Or up there. Uh, the Mark Miller Ant May comic book, which is one of the worst comic books ever made. Well, look whose name's on it. Uh, so, Chris Ludovic, save him now. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, I guess we, was that a can, no? Can we change the definition of the name uh, or, or of, the, of the term? Um, no. Well, they brought Bucky <laughs> back. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Okay. So, I think you're right. 
I think that it, seeing as how they've already this brought has more Uncle Ben back. Than the Clone Saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, hi, Kitty. So, let's see. Hmm. Say that you're a child in 1995, and the first Spider-Man book you read is in the middle of that six-month stretch period where they uh, had to not end the book. So, uh, how long would it take that black mark in your memory to be erased and you could enjoy Spider-Man again? 50 years. Uh, Never. You've died and never been 49 years. (laughs) We'll we'll go with this. Uh, I'm going to go... (laughs) With the canonical age, uh, Peter Parker and say 23. <laughs> you still going with 49, Will? <laughs> Actually, it's four, because then four years later, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out, and I was... Wait, wait, no, 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 hang on, back up. When did Clone Saga come out? It was it was 94 to 96, and I read my Clone Saga um, books in, like... I believe Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out in 2002, your information is faulty, motherfucker. Oh, shit. That was a post-9-11. I lose a point. I'm a fucking Sam Raimi nut. <laughs> Don't fucking shit with me, I'm Sam Raimi. I lose a point. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it runs. <laughs> and I gave so five correct- now. That's how it goes. All right, so uh, my final question is, and I don't know if you guys got to this in the story, but at one point uh, they were supposed to be wrapping up a bunch of stuff, and uh, the jackal who had started all of this over Gwen Stacy's death had this Gwen Stacy clone. Yes, yes. So, and uh, when the jackal finally gets defeated, the Gwen Stacy clone just disappears, and they all go, "I don't know what happened to her." And they've never like a pilot. Yeah, isn't that she degenerated to death? Well, they never actually say that she dejected. Like they never act. Like they say, "Oh, she's just out there." And then at some point, what? like they wrote in as a retcon. Like seriously, like at the like, that's the thing. What I'm saying is later on they bring back another. Like that they kept bringing the jackal and Gwen back, and so then eventually there's just this Gwen clone who just wanders off at the end of one of the books and never gets hurt from again. Clone saga too. Seriously, this was like but, Peter Parker just like. I wish I could get at one or out of this situation too. Right. So, but so my question is to you guys: What the hell? Where? where what's that Gwen clone doing? Uh, not being part of the clone saga, having a better life. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What was Gwen's, uh, Gwen's occupation? She was just a high school student, right? Did she have any goals and aspirations? Uh, she was in college, I think, but yeah. yeah. Uh, stupid. Well, Stance. I mean, as they showed us in the Amazing Spider-Man films, clearly she became, uh, or, or she uh, joined the ranks at Oscorp she, and became... She became a corpse in the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. movies. Well, the third movie, she was a great harness expert. Uh, no, I bet there's like uh, an unwritten, or an unwritten book uh, where she falls off another bridge and like Daredevil <laughs> tries to save her and snaps her neck, as is the fate of all of And he thinks he's all right. You're all right, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She just she somehow falls off the same Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. bridge as as she did before, for no reason at all. Um, I actually have to give that one to Andrew though, because just the idea that she's not in the clone saga and therefore having a better life is pretty amazing. <laughs> she's just, like having fun. Like she's like, oh, yeah, I'm in college. I'm learning. Peter's having my life. Everything's going great. Nothing can possibly go wrong. Well, so I think that makes Andrew the winner because you got the 
got that last one. Thoroughly trounced, Will. Thoroughly trounced. Mm -hmm. Trounced? Is that a word? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get trounced down porn in your face, son. By my count, it was by a final score of 17 to 3. Oh, shit. Which is really interesting because we only had five yeah, questions. Right, so. I just answered them so well, and Will answered them so poorly. It's just the main difference. And you have to adjust. I, I love a man who could. We had the swimsuit competition off mic. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah, points for that. Yeah. I, I love a man who could describe cable. What could I say? Yeah. All right. So, All right. what, what, what was it I recommend again? Uh, perfume. You said perf- story of. Oh, perfume. <laughs> uh, so, so, clearly something you love. From the bottom of your heart. Well, uh, I'm going to spray Will's perfume and Matt with perfume, and we'll do that next week. We'll review the perfume. Oh, a movie. Awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, that movie. I get it. Yeah. Something that you can actually take in in, in a two-hour period instead of a 35-part web series website? Well, if, if my I, reading I, no speed what you adds shit about No matter how much you shit on your own idea, it was really fun reading it. I, yeah, so good. I agree. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even though I probably won't. Yeah, I want I want more people to find out about it because I think it's really interesting. We'll especially leave a link it's... on our uh, webpage when this uh, yeah. uploads in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Are we that ahead? I think we're like less ahead now, like three weeks ahead. Uh, no, we're like five, four or five weeks. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, good. great. This podcast. So, oh, so that's that. so that Star Wars Batman stuff. Right. All right, end the episode. <laughs>